you just got to take action. You know, reading books and going through courses are great, but eventually you got to take action because that's the only thing that's going to produce results. Hey guys, it's your girl, Ashley Graham, and you are listening to Business Life and Coffee Podcast with your boy, Joey Price. All right. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Business Life and Coffee Podcast. Today, we are going to talk to a regular guy who never made 20K a year before taxes, but learned how to take his passion for online presence and affiliate marketing and turn that into six-figure-a-year business. We've got Greg Jeffries down in Austin, Texas, and he runs the SEO Affiliate Domination course. Greg, thanks for coming on to the podcast. Yeah, thanks for having me on your show, man. So I've got to know... What is affiliate marketing? Yeah, so it's really simple. It's basically I am kind of like an independent sales or marketing representative of the of all these products and services that you see for sale online. So a lot of these products and services, they either have a, a private or a, some, uh, like a public affiliate program on either an internal affiliate program that they host themselves or they host them on some of these marketplaces like ShareASell or Commission Junction, or maybe they don't have one on one of those networks, but maybe they sell their product on Amazon, which Amazon has their own affiliate program. So folks like me just sign up to be an affiliate of those products and services and we promote them with, you know, different and different ways online. So instead of that product or service, while they're going to do their own marketing, it opens up the opportunity for folks like me to go around and make like YouTube videos or blog posts or whatever and recommend those same products and earn a commission off the sales that we drive to that company or website. Okay. So affiliate marketing is basically where you get a commission off of a sale. Is it just sales or is it when people, are there opportunities for you to make money off of trials or site visits? Talk to me about the landscape of affiliate marketing. Yeah, so it's pretty vast. I mean, you can earn money off leads, off sales, off kind of like arbitrage between traffic sources. So you can, it basically just comes down to buy low, sell high and stuff. And so you're just trying to convert the money that you're investing and the time that you're investing into more than you're putting in and stuff. So yeah, there's all sorts of monetization models that you can apply to your websites and you just kind of have to pick one to focus on because I mean, there's tons of ways to make money online. So yeah, there's a lot of options. I hinted the, uh, you almost smiled and laughed when you said there's a ton of ways to make money online. And I know that there are quite a few that appear to be gimmicky ways that people will say, oh, that sounds nice, but no one really makes money from it. And uh, to be honest, people may feel that way about affiliate marketing. So if you could tell your story about how you went from just making 20000 a year to the steps and processes you took to get to six figures. Yeah, I mean, I, I just want to kind of put it out there that a lot of it I feel is mental. So the stuff that I do is not hard. It's just having the confidence that it's going to work at some point. So there's paid traffic sources and there's uh, paid methods and there's, quote, free methods. It's kind of what I focus on SEO. Just I put in more like sweat equity and instead of uh, throwing money at things. So I put in the time and effort to create videos and a blog post and things like that. But yeah, there's so many different ways to make money online. And the thing that really 
you know, separated me from anybody that's just starting out is kind of like that confidence to implement and take action stuff. Because and then how I kind of overcame that was finally getting outside my comfort zone and going to live events where other successful marketers hang out and stuff. And just that really helped open up my mind to like this abundance mindset instead of being so scared about like quote competition, because I don't know that there just seems to be like the more money I make, the more I realize there's more money to be made. Like there's just an infinite amount, in my opinion, for the people that actually decide to take action, if that makes sense. So like while there is kind of, quote, competition, I don't see my friends that are promoting the same products as my true competition because there's always a different angle or way that you can promote something that can kind of separate you from the quote competition give you an edge to where you you can still make money like you know 10 or 20 or 100 of you guys can all make a lot of money together like you don't just because i'm making maybe six figures doesn't mean that you now have to make less than six figures like we can all make six seven figures together there's plenty of opportunity, plenty of ways to just create that. Well, I like a few things that you said in your talk and not to reiterate what you said, but kind of just to draw out some of the principles that I, I feel like I heard from your, you just talking now. So one, you'd mentioned going where other successful people are. And I think so many people forget that you have to surround yourself with successful people. And that might mean not losing your friends or leaving your friends behind, but just being intentional about showing up to events where you know that successful people are going to be. The other thing that you mentioned, which is really key, I'm going to ask you a follow-up question on it later, is that you adopted this positive uh, mindset um, and that really set the tone for how you do business moving forward. And then the last thing that I heard that was really impactful was just being a person who says, hey, we can collaborate and work together and it's not a zero sum game. Like it's not like we're all trying to get pieces of one pie. Like, no, let's go out and get all the pies, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. So let's talk about that, man. Let's, let's go with being successful and how it's not just a zero sum game. Yeah. And I guess that a little bit comes from achieving some degree of success because certainly when I first started out and I was making less and just kind of barely getting by because again, I've, I've never had a great job that pays me enough to really live a comfortable life, to be honest. And so I started out by just working nights and weekends, just kind of staying in, not going out and just keeping to myself and uh, going through lots of different courses and spending tens of thousands of dollars uh, using credit cards because I know people are going to wonder how do you spend tens of thousands of dollars if you don't have it? Well, I did have good credit. So I was able to increase my credit lines on my credit cards and stuff. So that was, you know, I got into a lot of debt doing that. So I wasn't buying like extravagant things like fancy clothes and exotic vacations and stuff. But I was just pouring that money into my education stuff and, and trying to learn this stuff. But just, I don't know, it's somewhere along the way, I just kind of discovered, kind of figured out that like there just seems like this. I don't know if I can explain this as clearly as I hope, but um, it kind of blows my mind that at some point in life, you know, when I, when I, when I was younger, like $100 was a lot of money to me. And then eventually $1,000 was a little bit more. But then, you know, once you graduate to, you know, become an adult and stuff, you have all these expenses. $1,000 doesn't, it may still seem like a lot, but when you're living expenses, you know, just basically living expenses like food and a place to live, 
you know, just a car and things like that. When that becomes several thousand dollars just for you to kind of live and go to your job and everything like that, um, that becomes sort of normal. And so you have to make at least that not one month, but every single month to just maintain your lifestyle. And I think it's kind of interesting how, you know, I'm at the point where I'm making like multiple five figures a month now. But again, not just one month. I do that every month. So that I don't know if that kind of I'm communicating that clearly, but that just kind of blows my mind that for something that was once just so far out there, like, wow, like $10,000 period, mm-hmm. that's a lot of money. I I now have gotten to the place where I'm making that every single month. And that's kind of my new comfort level. And then to somebody that's watching this maybe hasn't achieved that yet, they're probably like, wow, that is still a lot of money. But I'm. it's just interesting that what was once seemed to be like, again, a kind of a piece of the pie. Now I'm getting that pie every single month. And then that's the same thing is going to happen when I hit six figures uh, a month and seven figures a month and stuff like this amount of, you know, abundance and prosperity that I thought was so huge and so kind of maybe far away. I've now attracted that I didn't just attract it once, but I built up maybe these multiple streams of income that are bringing that in every single month. So it just, there just doesn't, like the more money I make, there just doesn't seem to be a limit in how much you can attract, which is crazy. And again, that the more that I attract, I try to design systems and courses and strategies and stuff in a way that's like a win, win, win. So I'm not like, if you pay me money, I try to not make it just like, oh, you're paying me money and that way you're losing money. I, I try to create situations, strategies to where the money that you pay me is an irresistible offer to the point where if you pay me 10 grand, you're almost certainly going to make like double that um, so that it, it cancels itself out. So it's like an irresistible offer and stuff. And there's, again, there's just so much abundance. And I know it's a challenge to wrap your head around that when you're kind of in the state of lack and need and, and you're broke and stuff, or maybe tens of thousands of dollars in credit card debt. But I, I've been there and I've gotten out of that. So I know that it's not the end of the world. And um, I think one of the biggest ways to kind of overcome that is to, uh, this may be scary for some people, but to put yourself in those situations where your back's against the wall, to kind of challenge and train your brain that it's not the end of the world and you can always figure out a, a way out. Yeah. Greg Jeffries, who is the founder of the course, SEO Affiliate Domination. And as you can see, he's found the blueprint for making money online. And we're going to dive more into the practical side of things because, you know, on a, on a Business Life and Coffee podcast, we're going to have the experts share their story, but also give you some tips to succeed. One of those tips to succeed, though, that I wanted to talk about is the, uh, the mindset um, and just the power that mindset has had as you sort of pivoted from a, I'd say a, a broke mentality to a wealth mentality. For a listener, could you share, like, let's get one scenario that you've experienced and how would you have uh, looked at it or thought about it using your old mentality and how do you look at it in your new mentality? Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. Uh, I'm not the greatest with the on the spot questions, but I'll I'll try to come up with one. So like just going back to the debt thing, I moved up here to Austin about eight years ago. And when I moved out here, I only had one credit card and it had a very low limit, like $1,500 because I didn't know, like nobody trained and educated me on 
credit and money and all that stuff. So I didn't even know that I didn't know you could apply for more credit cards. And I didn't really understand the game of like increasing the limit on those cards and stuff. And so I was always taught that debt was a bad thing and all that stuff. So when I started spending more on courses and stuff. You know, I used, when I first had my cards, I, I would pay everything off completely every month and stuff. And finally got to the point where I was never bringing in enough at my jobs to pay things off completely, really. So I would just make, you know, more than the minimum payment, but definitely didn't pay them off in full every single month. But I was slowly, you know, applying for more credit cards and getting increases in credit lines. So I was expanding that amount of credit available to me that I could, you know, potentially get myself into deeper and deeper debt, which eventually I, I used and like maxed out those and stuff because I just wasn't, you know, fully focused on some of the things that I invested in, or maybe I just didn't, maybe I didn't succeed at some of the things, you know, even though I tried. But I think when a lot of people are just starting out, they think that, again, this debt that they may accrue is like the end of the world. And they're like, my back's against the wall. Like, I can't even make the minimum payments on this stuff. I'm broke. And like, I'll never get myself out of this. And since I've been there before, I know it's not the end of the world. And I, again, kind of, you just have to almost like put yourself through the school of hard knocks and retrain your brain and reframe it because debt while it can be a bad thing, it's also like the best thing in the world to some degree because in a lot of other countries, I don't think they have access to credit cards and credit and credit lines. Like it's so abundant over here in the US, which is great because that was my way out since I didn't have a high paying job that left me a couple hundred or a couple thousand dollars extra each month that I could use for like a marketing budget. Credit cards were my friends. So since it's so simple, like as long as you have decent credit, like I, I didn't have a lot of money coming in but I always paid my bills on time. So naturally, I had pretty high credit scores, which allowed me to continue to apply for more and more credit cards. So the way I look at credit cards now is more, that's like a, a massive marketing budget that you can use to propel you forward and get ahead because it's, in a lot of cases, it's a lot easier to get apply for credit and credit cards than it is to go to a bank and get a loan and things like that. So like, man, I just, the way I approach these credit cards now, it's just like, wow, I've got, I'm at the point where I've got like over six figures in credit across multiple cards and stuff. So I just see that as, wow, like if I max these out, you know, even if I just um, uh, broke even on my marketing expenses, I could spend like over six figures a month. Like that's a lot, that's a lot of, you know, potential volume or traffic or whatever. Like that's a lot of, you know, opportunity that you could, or, or money that you could potentially put out there. Like if you can't, and you know, that kind of takes some time and to get to that level to where you can confidently spend that amount each month profitably and stuff. But still, like in the back of my mind, I'm always thinking, wow, I've got like six figures at my disposal. And even if I was just to break even, imagine all the points I could accrue every month and <laughs> spend like six figures. Uh, that's over a million dollars a year that I can spend. And if you get to that point, that's just, and that's um, without you know, asking for a loan of any sort or anything like that. And I, I, you know, I just work my way up to that level just by making a little bit more and more every single month. So I, I don't know if that answers your question or that's a, a good example, but a lot of people think negatively about debt and stuff. And like the more, the more I get 
deeper I get into business and the more people that I speak to that make way more money than me, there's all these like creative ways and loopholes to use money that it's almost like if you know the way that the, the money system works here, at least in the US, it's not really backed by anything either. So they can just print more whenever they want. So it, that is just like I talk about SDO to me being kind of infinitely scalable. So is money because whenever they want more, they just print more. So it's like this uh, you know, unlimited source. Uh, it's, it's crazy because that the people trap themselves with debt and stuff and think it's the end of the world when the people on the very top, you know, they're making millions of dollars. They're usually, they know a little bit more about how money works and they almost have like no risk a lot of times because they get like for building real estate and things like that. Uh, sometimes you can negotiate deals and stuff to where it's almost no risk to you. You get the loans at almost like 0% interest and then you make the profit, sell it a couple years later, you scrape the profit off the top and like it was no risk to you to begin with. Even like the, you know, the higher your credit is, you go to get a car and you pay like no interest or 1% interest. So it's like they're rich, you know, just keep getting richer. And some may think that that's unfair, but you know, I, I don't, you know, if you put in the time and effort to educate yourself, whatever it's, I guess it is fair, you know, the people at the top make the rules and stuff. So if, if you work your way up the system and stuff and meet those people and find that education information that and wisdom that they're unfortunately not sharing in our schools, uh, even higher education, um, that's you almost just have to kind of learn and self-educate and learn on your own because you're sadly not going to find a lot of this stuff in a school or a university or a book. You're just going to find it by you know meeting people in person and, and, and just observing people that are successful and then trying to ask those right questions. And the more successful you, you become, you're going to discover what those questions are because I know like one of the frustrating parts things for me was in the beginning I was like you know if I came in uh, around like a you know a billionaire I, I would want to ask them the right questions but what are the right questions like because if you if you ask questions in the right way you will get the answer that you're seeking but if you ask it in the wrong way you're going to hit a roadblock a lot of times so you're going to kind of strategically ask your questions the way that that person is willing to open up and share what you're trying to get out of them. Well, hey, Greg, you have built a successful affiliate marketing business. And now is the part of the conversation where we get a little bit more practical about your business and some tips and advice you would share with people that might want to get into the field and, and get their own pie, so to speak. Let's walk through some of the ways that you leverage SEO, videos, blogs, you name it to develop successful affiliate marketing campaigns? Yeah, so I, it all kind of the big kind of epiphany and things that changed everything for me was focusing on longer tail keywords. So those are just, it's just a fancy word for longer search phrases, longer search queries. And there are some free tools for you to, you know, kind of uncover those and figure out what those are so you don't have to guess. One of those tools is called keywordtool.io. So if you type in like a basic keyword or maybe a product name, you can kind of you can get a, a list of a lot of long tail keywords that people are typing in around that product or service or even a generic keyword. And you can use that as a starting point to cr start creating your content. So whether it's a blog that you're working on or maybe YouTube videos, you can create content that's addressing each of those long tail keywords. And the, the cool thing about those longer tail keywords is that they're naturally far less competitive than some of the shorter phrases that people type in, like how to make money or something like that, or like lose weight fast or something like that. Um, so 
I have more of a shotgun approach as, as opposed to uh, a rifle approach when it comes to keyword and you know if you want to call it keyword research. I don't really spend too much time worrying about the competition. I just take that list of long tail keywords and like slowly chip away at it and create content around all those long tail keywords. And what I found is that naturally, like over time, you're going to with just the content alone, whether it be YouTube videos or blog posts, you're going to eventually start to track some traffic because people are typing those words, those keyword uh, phrases in. And since they are so specific, they usually have a lot of buyer intent behind them. I was just about to ask, are people more ready to buy when they're searching for something? Or are they just kind of trying to find information? What are you seeing out there as far as, okay, I'll create this website or this video, I'll use the keyword tool, and then I'll make sure that it ranks on on search. What does that look like? Yeah, so I found that generally the longer the phrase, the more buyer intent behind it. Because, you know, if somebody's searching for like men's shoes, you know, they're probably in research mode. They're probably not going to interested in buying just yet. They're trying to do their initial research. But if they're typing like red Nike men's running shoes, they're probably in the market to buy some red Nike men's running shoes. And they're just trying to uh, check the best prices before they pull the trigger and stuff. The other cool thing about SEO is they're searching for you as opposed to pay traffic. So I know you can scale really fast with pay traffic and make a lot of money really quickly and stuff. But you have to, it's kind of like interruption marketing a lot of times. You're like saying, hey, can I get your attention? Hey, can you please like opt in or buy this thing? Whereas when they're searching for you, they're, especially if it's a long tail search phrase, they're like on the fence a lot of times ready to buy. They just want that extra push of like confidence or uh, if you can point them in that right direction of that specific product or service to buy and kind of push them over the edge. They're searching for you, you know, so they're they're receptive, they're open to suggestions and stuff. Whereas with paid traffic like Google AdWords or YouTube ads or Facebook, you're sort of like interrupting the day and be like, hey, have you seen this cool widget? Like this would be really cool to buy and stuff. And like, please opt in to like get this and you know freebie ebook or something like that. Whereas again, SEO. The great thing about it is that the quality of the traffic is usually higher because they are actively searching for answers and solutions, which you can just step in front of. And if you know how to optimize your content, then you can be that person that steps in right before they're ready to buy and get that click and make that sell. Okay. So, Greg, what will people learn about affiliate marketing, about SEO from taking your SEO affiliate domination course? So they're going to learn. I've got it kind of broken down into sections. So it's really designed for any level of marketer, whether you're a beginner, you're intermediate, or you're experienced. So the first section of the course is just kind of the nuts and bolts, just the the basics that people need to know of, like domains, hosting, you know, connecting your blog and stuff. And that may be super newbie uh, for somebody that's a little more advanced. But I just I want to cover that for people that are brand new because I know there's a lot of people out there that. They just want to make some passive income or they just want to make money online. Maybe maybe it's even just a couple hundred bucks on a month. And I wanted to make sure that those people are taken care of too. So the first part is just the nuts and the bolts and how everything connects together. The next phase is I introduce people to some tools and resources that I use to kind of enhance the uh, conversion rates and things like that. And then I teach people how to use and how to scale what I just taught them. So I don't, I, you know, I try to give them the, the best possibility of success with this information I'd, and without overwhelming them. So I, I teach them what I do and I teach them how to scale with what I just taught them instead of just like giving them a bunch of information like here's how to set up a blog. 
good luck with, you know, applying for affiliate programs and stuff. You know, I try to give them a, the full landscape um, and give and help them to teach and train them how to think like a marketer, too. So I give them a lot of ideas for different ways to scale because everybody's different. You know, I can teach how the, the core concepts are pretty simple, but I wanted to give people a lot of ideas and suggestions for how to use the information because I may share 10 ways with you and none of them may resonate with you. But if, you know, if I share 11th, maybe the, the 11th one will be like, oh, cool. Yeah, that makes sense. I can run with that because I'm actually interested in that one way or, or something. Because again, the, the, the information is scalable in itself, but I want to give people a lot of different ideas and varieties of like how to, how to use the information. So they're not uh, it's not up to them to figure that out on their own because these are the things I've learned over the years. And these are things that, you know, again, I, I just want to give people every possibility of success in the beginning without having to go through the same like long, uh, slow school of hard knocks that I had to go through. Mm -hmm. That's super valuable, man. Well, Greg, I really appreciate you being on the podcast. And if you're listening out there, make sure that you check out Greg's course. We're going to drop a link in the show notes to SEO affiliate domination. And Greg, I'm going to give you the last word here because I try to give all the guests the last word. So where can people find you online? And do you have any party thoughts? Uh, yeah, just the best way to get a hold of me, honestly, is just the course. So SEOAffiliateDomination.com. And there'll be a w uh, way for people to reach out to me there if they have questions. And then just, yeah, the biggest thing, I know this is kind of like vague cliche information but um, or advice, but you just got to take action. You know, reading books and going through courses are great, but eventually you got to take action because that's the only thing that's going to produce results. So it's easy to get in that trap and cycle of, I just need to read one more book. I just need to go through one more course. But I promise you, all this stuff, whatever direction you decide to go, you know, as far as making money or working for yourself, all this stuff is pretty much just common sense. And it's really simple. My processes are very simple. And the only thing that separates me from anybody that's, you know, attempted SEO or affiliate marketing in the past is that I probably just take a little bit more action than you. Meaning I actually sit down and, and create content, create videos and stuff, and I actually put in the work. That's the real secret. You know, everybody's looking for the quote secret. What's, you know, after they go through my course, even some students are kind of like hitting me up and basically they're questions it's it's asking in a different way but they're asking basically well, but what's the secret you know you shared all this information but that's what's the secret to you know making you know the, the amount of money you do and it's literally just you put in the action put in the time and stuff and you'll start to see results and the more effort you put in the more money you'll make as a result if you've recently started a business why take away time from what you're good at only to focus on difficult pesky hr problems Jumpstart HR LLC offers a better solution. Jumpstart HR provides HR outsourcing support to U.S.-based small businesses and startups and was recently ranked among the top 10 HR outsourcing firms in the country, according to businessnewsdaily.com. From recruitment to employee handbooks to legal compliance, Jumpstart HR helps you get peace of mind about the people in your business. Visit jumpstart-hr.com for more information or follow on Twitter at jumpstarthr. Jumpstart HR. Let's build a better business together. Thanks for listening to the Business Life and Coffee Show with Joey Price. We hope you're inspired to become the best version of yourself after listening to our guest. What thought or idea stood out the most to you? Keep the conversation going by tweeting the show at BizLifeCoffee or our host at Joey V. Price HR with the hashtag BLC Moments. 
And if you like what you just heard, pass along our podcast to at least five people. Detailed show notes can be found at www.businesslifeandcoffee.com. And our full archive is available on iTunes, Podbean, Stitcher, and Google Play. This has been a Jumpstart HR production. Join us next time for another edition of the Business Life and Coffee Show.